The Love Life and Lose Weight podcast will teach you the art and science of changing your habits around food. I'm your host, Advanced Certified Weight and Life Coach, Heather Beardsley. I've helped hundreds of women just like you figure out how to stop dieting, lose weight, and love life on the journey to goal weight and beyond. Welcome to episode 51 on sustainability. Uh, Let's define sustainability. It's the ability to maintain or support a process continually over time. Sustainability seeks to prevent the depletion of natural or physical resources so that they will be available for the long term. And so I I was thinking about this concept for episode 51, which is the last real concept that I'm going to teach for season one of the podcast. And I think it's very appropriate to think in terms of sustainability at this point. Uh, I would really encourage anybody, especially if you're new to the podcast, um, to think about how sustainable your elements in your life are to help you lose the weight that you want to lose and be able to maintain it for life. And then what, what I often see as a coach is my clients tend to be pretty good at the tools that we teach for, you know, intuitive weight loss, intuitive eating, They know how to make decisions ahead of time by using planning tools. They know how to follow through on those decisions. They know how to recognize their physical hunger and satiety signals in order to regulate like when and how, uh, how much they eat. Um, and so they're pretty good with the tools, but what I see gets in the way for a sustainable weight loss are elements in their lives that may be unrelated to weight loss specifically, but of course everything happens in context of other things. But um, those elements and the way that they sort of have habits of dealing with them can get in the way of creating sustainable weight loss. So for example, let's say you are an accountant And the tax season, really the way that you've figured out your methodology for dealing with a heavy work season, like a tax season for an accountant or a CPA, like just drives a lot of emotional overeating, overwhelm and what have you. And so these elements that play out in your life, like those, you've got to really upset the apple cart of how you cope with those elements in order to make weight loss truly sustainable for you. Another example is like the holidays. If you don't change the way that you cope with holidays, if you tend to gain a lot of weight over the holidays, that's going to be chronically putting pressure on your your weight and your ability to maintain your weight. So we want to kind of do an overview of like the tools of weight loss and then 
how the, your calendar year in uh, like affects your ability to use the tools. This could be even extended vacations in the summertime. This could be, let's say, I don't know, even like empty nesters, you know, where it's not a chronic thing, but maybe you're just really struggling with having your kids away at school or out of the house and like what this means for you and what this all really, um, the motif here about sustainability is that there is the one constant of change and this is happening with like, of course, empty nesters, we know, okay, there's been a change, meaning my kid is at the age where they're going off or they're moving out, they're going to college. And that's going to really disrupt the apple cart of my life, right? My And also how I see my role in my life. Well, let's say um, one of your children has like a health crisis and that really puts a ton of pressure on you or you change jobs or what have you. And so sustainability is about meeting change when it comes and keeping in mind that change by nature will disrupt the sustainability of your weight loss. That's not something that we can ever change. It will happen. It will put tension on that process that you have developed in a different time and place. And things do change to put pressure on that. Our responsibility is to sort of adapt right? Adapt to the change and really hear the knocking on the door when those changes happen and ask our, like discern, is this a, a once in a while thing that will pass on its own? Or is this something more chronic that happens all the time that I just haven't figured out how to not go back to my old habits of eating and coping with food? Um, and that's really something that is going to have to be part of your weight loss journey in order to make it sustainable. Um, oftentimes what I do when I, when I have a client I'm working with for the first time, we do like a review and I say, okay, tell me about how you see yourself, how you see your weight and what your history is with how you dealt with that. And for a lot of women, you know, it's like, Weight stays pretty within range. Of course, there's critical thinking about our appearance. That's very normal, no matter what we weigh. But we see patterns over time. When I moved to college and I really missed my family, I noticed I gained 10 pounds, right? And then that motif recurs again when, let's say, you had to move away from your boyfriend later for a new job. And then there was another weight gain. And then again, let's say when, after you're married to that boyfriend and that, that now husband has to spend time away from home for a few months a year, and that results in a weight gain. We, we have to become aware that we've got to figure out ways to cope with missing somebody, um, feeling disrupted in the normal seeing of them and figure out a way to make that sustainable. And here's the thing. It's not like just like, just suck it up, buttercup. 
and don't eat. (laughs) This is like fully leveraging the authority and agency you have over your life to truly make changes, sometimes big changes for, for your life in order to make weight loss sustainable. I mean, what I found in my life that caused the most problems now that I am ahead of it, like I'm, I'm beyond it and I can look back. The perspective that I missed for so long was that I was accepting less than I could ask myself to cope with as far as like feeling supported and close to somebody in a relationship. Like asking myself to be in a long-term relationship at, as a married person with too much travel in between was really too hard for me. And yet I was conceding and making concessions and trying to make it work. I was trying to fit a round peg in a square hole. And it was just putting too much pressure on me over decades. And I was just like saying, no, you should just try harder. You should just be able to handle this. You should just figure this out. And for me, it was like, no, I just needed to change the circumstance. And sometimes I do think that that's for some of us, the answer for some of us, um, the answer can be as easy as changing up your environment or, um, let's say you're a teacher and you always tend to gain five or 10 pounds in the summertime. You know, that might be the answer for that might be to do summer differently to, I don't know, just find a way to focus your attention, um, on different things and spend time in different environments as well. Again, this idea of like disrupting the apple cart and we get clues that it's time for this When, of course, big sweeping changes happen in life that are obvious, but also maybe things that aren't so obvious can be like health, like little nagging health things that keep coming up. Like, for example, with me, um, you know, I've always had issues with my neck being kind of like the barometer of my stress in my life. Everybody's some people get sore throats, some people get headaches, right? For me, it's always been like, oh, my neck is sore, my neck went out, or like I can't move my neck. Um, and it's interesting. I've had um I started to get like neck issues again in the spring. And um I got a pinched nerve in my C, I think it's my C5 and C6. Um that's a best guess. Cause I never did get an MRI for me. I wanted to try to work through it without a medical diagnosis of a problem. And w- what's become apparent to me is that <laughs> my body has been rearranging itself around the actions that I do the most in my life, which are to sit at my desk, to lean forward because I'm listening to somebody and coaching with somebody on a screen in front of me about, you know, 10 inches in front of my face. And that's shutting my neck out. It's putting tension on my back. It's putting um, undue pressure on those lower cervical vertebrae. And this is my body telling me, okay, I'm going where you've spent most of your time. But the consequences of those choices are that I have pain. I have like disruption in my natural equilibrium of the structure of my body. It's funny. I read, um, 
Dr. Brene Brown did a did a an interview with um a former violinist, and that's what she said had happened to her, and like her body was literally rearranging itself around the way that she held the violin, where one shoulder was up higher and the other one was lower. And this is the thing is that our bodies, our lives, even our emotional lives will rearrange itself around the thing that you are doing the most, where you're putting the most attention. And so um, sometimes it requires the tension around the consequences of that to wake us up to like, wait, you know, is this where I want to be putting all of my time and attention? And, you know, for me, it kind of um, begs the question of sustainability, like, okay, well, I can do what I can. I got a standing desk, you know, and I make sure that I walk and I make sure that I stretch and I get my chiropractic and I do all of those things. But I don't think that this is fundamentally putting my vertebrae back in an optimal place. And I had to ask myself, like, why is that? And I was like, well, because probably the two days a week that you have off, you're spending it writing a book and recording podcasts for a few, you know, many hours over the past nine months. And, you know, I, I've been thinking about the end of this season of uh, the podcast, having the book come out in the less than a year that we've been, uh, I've been recording. There's no we here. <laughs> and I'm thinking about sustainability for, for myself. You know, I mean, so then I asked myself the question and, and I'm giving you all these examples because I want you to do the same with your life. Like what are the consequences that are showing themselves positive or negative for where your focus has been of late? And I don't know about you, but for me, the I'm hearing the knock on the door of like, okay, this, this sort of like this phase that you've been in since 2019 of massive effort and output for work, my profession, earning my income, creating financial um, stability and sustainability in my life. That's been, you know, so much of my time and attention has been put there because I got divorced. Right. And I've got, I had, I was a single mom and I had kids to support and I had to create a new profession. I went back to school. I became a life coach. You know, I revamped my own coaching business, my weight coaching business. I took an advanced certification with, um, no BS. And then I got hired with no BS. And why did I do that rather than do my own thing? Well, because I wanted to align myself with a company that I felt as though was doing it better than I ever could on my own. And I felt like, okay, well, I could be a multiplier effect in that. And I'm okay with that. Like I had spent the previous eight years doing it all on my own. And I didn't want to do that anymore. I didn't want to be in a, an echo chamber of one anymore. I wanted to be a part of a team and I wanted to collaborate and I wanted to be part of something that was greater than what I could achieve on my own. 
So fast forward to last year, you know, I had this idea of like, you know, I think I'll start a podcast because I think I would love it. And I think I'm going to create the podcast and then I'll write the book about what I have to say about weight loss, what I've learned from my journey. Like I took what was so difficult for me and I made it into my career. I studied it. I learned it. I learned the language of emotions and I learned about the language of the body and I learned the language of habits. And then I gave, I gave them, I, I was able to translate them. And now I translate them for others. I help others translate their own languages. That's what I do in coaching. I help them see what they're creating with their mind and with their habits and you know, I teach them how to tap into the wisdom of the body and trust themselves. And of course, this is, this is also never in a vacuum, right? This is in the greater context of their lives. And so as we wrap up, you know, season one here and you're listening to me, I want to encourage you to definitely learn the tools, the sustainable tools of weight loss which are planning your food, you know, listening to your body, becoming friends with hunger, learning how to name and process your emotions and learn the art of science, the art and science of habit change and work really hard to create the changes that you want, but also know that you've got to be able to apply those to the different changes that come for you in your life. You know, maybe you're just entering a new phase. Maybe you're in the middle of a phase for yourself. You know, maybe you've been through loss. Maybe you've been through grief. Maybe you've been through a divorce like I went through a few years ago. Maybe you're an empty nester. Maybe you've got some new grandkids and this is all new and exciting and wonderful. And the question is like, I want you to take your habits around food that you're trying to create in the day to day. And I want you to reimagine them to flourish and be sustainable in whatever changes are coming for you. Um, episode 50, just the one prior to this one talks about receptivity, meaning the allowing of the process to unfold by not getting in your way. And it's really important for you to sometimes just take audit. Am I holding on to something that is in the way of making my weight loss sustainable? And, you know, I've often said, you know, I'm not quite at my goal weight. I'm getting very close. But for me, I do think being an overdoer, an overworker, somebody who's always overdoing in their action line. For me, the time has come to pull back on the overdoing because I did the podcast and I did the, I wrote the book and I hear from so many of you each week about how much this podcast means to you. And it, it really is so wonderful and gratifying, but I also need to make this sustainable for me and my life and my body is telling me I need my full two, two days a week off back at least for a little while. So to make 
um, my lifestyle, my weight loss, you know, the changes in my life sustainable, I'm going to be taking a little bit of time off before season two of the podcast comes out. I'm thinking I'm going to be back by around new years of 2024. I need a month off just to fuck off, (laughs) just get in my garden, work on my house, pull some weeds in my garden. I mean, I look around and things have been neglected, like joyously neglected because this work has brought me so much joy. But I also, you know, almost like two and a half years ago, decided to work for no BS so that I could fully have those two days so that I didn't have to work overtime. And I don't have to now, you know, I've created the book. I created the podcast because I feel like I have something to say. I feel like I have something to give, but I can't give from just the desire to just keep growing because nothing grows all the time. There has to be a period of rest. There has to be a period of going within. There has to be a period of reflection. Like, is my life as I've created it in this phase that I'm in, is it truly sustainable? And if it isn't, am I going to be able to look at the parts that need a redo? There is, um, in my study of a yogi, yogic philosophy, when I became a yoga teacher, you know, they, they teach you about the deities and the Hindu religion. And one of them is the goddess Kali, K-A-L-I, and she's the goddess of destruction. (laughs) And she, you know, she, if you look her up, she is something to behold. She's sticking out her tongue and she's very fierce and she has all these arms and she's like stomping on this little person, like crushing him to death. And yeah, it has to do with change and destruction and destroying the old in order to create the new. And I think that anybody who is maybe considers them a creative person would probably understand that art is not something that can just be, you know, pushed out. It has to be inspired from a place of like well-being. And that's what I need right now. I need to figure out like how to truly rest. I really need it. We, um, we lost a team member on our team this week. Her name is Heidi and I really miss her. And it really, it really made me think about, am I using my days the way that I want to? And up until this week, that answer was yes. But this week, I just want to spend more time with my family. I need to take care of my body. I need to get back. I need to go within and really, you know, just spend some of this emotional and intellectual um, resources that I give out so often and so freely to all of you. And I need it for myself. And I see so many women who need this from themselves. And I'm not saying, you know, quit everything and go tend. Maybe that's not for you at all, but maybe someday it will be. And maybe someday you just will see that 
I heard my own words about receptivity. I'm hearing the knockings. I'm listening to my neck and my body. And I know it's time for me to stop outputting, to truly rest on my days off so I can bring my best to my professional work and just create a different balance in this next phase for me and this change to come. So this is going to be the last podcast for now. I think um, make sure that you're on my email list. That's at hbeardsley.com forward slash subscribe. That's h-b-e-a-r-d-s-l-e-y.com forward slash subscribe. And you know, I'm going to be focusing more on writing love letters to all of you on my list. It will take me much less time and um, require less of my resources. And it's a great way to just keep up with me if that's in your heart. And if not, then I'll probably see you in the new year. I just want to thank you so much for um, going on this journey with me. If you're feeling disappointed that you won't have a new podcast next week. I just want to tell you that there are 51 that you can go back. Everything that you need to lose weight is in those episodes. So over the next 12 weeks or so, this is a great time for you to go back and listen to those episodes. And if you don't want to listen to a bunch of hours of podcasts, just go get my book. It's all in the book. Um, the paperback came out this week and, um, it's all there for you. If you want, um, to really like take the work to the next level and lose your weight, um, go to my website and go to the menu item. It's called book. And once you purchase my book, either on Kindle or paperback, you can just put your order number in there and I will send you a 40 page workbook that you can use in good notes or you can print it out. It's a PDF and it takes you through each, all of the coach homework for all of the chapters. And that will send you right on your way to losing your weight. And it does talk about keeping it like sustainable. Like I don't teach anything in there that you can't do for the rest of your life. So, um, again, thank you for following along for season one of the love life and lose weight podcast. You have endlessly inspired me. You inspired me to write a freaking book y'all and realize a dream of mine. And, you know, I just want to dedicate this last podcast of episode or season one, excuse me, to Heidi, who was just an amazing, alive person who just was exuberant and outrageous and fun and fiery. And, you know, I miss her a lot and she's reminding me her life now reminds me I've got to go and attend to more aspects of my own life that have been waiting for me. So thank you, Heidi. I will miss you and I'll miss all of you, but I'll be back. Okay. I don't know when, but I'll be back. So get on the email list so you can stay up with it. Okay. Stay focused and so long. Hey, if this episode was helpful, then let's connect. Visit hbeardsley.com forward slash subscribe. 
That's H-B-E-A-R-D-S-L-E-Y.com forward slash subscribe. You'll get a gift from me, exclusive subscriber content, and advanced notice of in-person events.